If you've ever thought you've spent way too much money on your college degree and you have tons of bills for your education, have we got a deal for you. Julia McCoy and Dr. I. Addison Zhang have came out with an amazing new book, Skip the Degree, Save the Tuition. They've let us know how literally anyone today can start in a very high-paying, lucrative career in the digital marketing industry. And on this episode of DealCast, not only do Julia and Dr. I tell you about the journey of creating this book and the 50 entrepreneurs that contributed, but they also talk about their fantastic journey throughout the show. So we hope you enjoy it. So ladies, first of all, it is Women's History Month. Yesterday was International Women's Day. Thank you so much for joining us today. Couldn't be happier than to have two amazing women that are setting great examples, I know, for my daughters of what uh, what you can do with your life if you put your mind to it. Thank you so much. Such a great introduction, Jim and Chris. We love you guys. We love being on your show. First of all, this is the first time we're live on Amazon, right, Dr. I? And you're a live... Yeah, the same here. I'm like, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so this just right. came out. Jim's right. This just launched February 10th of this year. So, And it's been a number one new release for about three weeks which actually has never happened. This is my fourth book. My first one with a co-author, Dr. I, who is amazing to partner up with and write this book. So um, my story is really crazy, just as Jim was kind of hinting at there with a good cliffhanger. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania in a fundamentalist cult. And if you guys have ever watched The Handmaid's Tale, that is the cult that I grew up in. I grew up in that same religious system. Um, so I escaped in the middle of the night at 21 years old. It was literally me packing up my car and saying, I have to get out of here to survive and create a life that I'm going to enjoy living. So at 21, I was doing things like watching Netflix for the first time. <laughs> All the normal things most people do, I was experiencing for the first time. And I had this drive in me that um, I just kind of picked up and followed. And it was my passion. And that all stemmed from writing and words because words were my alternate reality when I grew up. There was a lot of trauma, as you can imagine. If you're familiar with The Handmaid's Tale, there was a lot of trauma inside of a cult. And my alternate reality was through words and stories. I would create stories. I would read stories. And that was how I lived. So incidentally, and that's, this is true for a lot of authors that are very well known today, like J.K. Rowling... Tony Robbins, they had trauma early on and that pushed them towards their passions sooner than other people. So I wouldn't say that's a benefit. <laughs> you don't want to grow up with trauma, but you know that's what happened. I found my passion for writing very early on and I just flung myself in and I was like, what have I got to lose? Literally nothing because I have nothing else. Um, so I Google searched when I was 19, how to make money writing online. And within three months after doing that Google search, I built Express Writers. And I was like, let me see if this can last. Let me just, let me just try it. And today, 10 years later, you know, we're about to hit our 40,000th project and we have almost 100 people on staff. You know, I still get goosebumps saying that, but that is like that. That's why we wrote this book, Skip the Degree, Save the Tuition, because what Dr. I and I both believe is that you can create something mega successful without a degree, without all those accreditations, without that piece of paper, 
if you're following your passion, you can create something beautiful out of literally nothing stemming from your passion. And that's why I had to write this book as I cross year 10. I was like, you know, we, we now hire so many people and we see a repeated pattern of degrees just not matching up to the real world. And I wasn't going to write this book because it was quite the undertaking. I wasn't going to write it till maybe 2022. And then I realized like we couldn't hire people. It was getting really bad and people were relying on their degrees. And the harsh reality was if you go through college, you get a degree, you don't know how to write online content. Like you just don't. In fact, you have to unlearn that AP English style. So I was like, we have to do something about this. And those types of things keep me up at night. So that's why we wrote the book. And um, and my story about escaping the cult, I wrote a book called Woman Rising. If that's something you're watching and you want more on that whole story, which is really crazy. And we won't we won't live there today. <laughs> this is about the new book we just launched. So you you mentioned that in universities you don't learn how to write online content. What can you elaborate on that? Like kind of unwrap that and and just exactly what does that mean for someone? Who's thinking about writing and wants to wants to write online content and are, is thinking about getting a degree? And th- what what exactly does it mean that they don't really you don't really learn how to write online content? Yes, yes, great, great question. Well, you know, um, there's several ways we could answer this. I'll share a couple points. Elon Musk has said um, recently he's actually talked about online writing. It's funny he's talked about the degree that you don't need it, and now he's talking about writing. And he's saying, um, compare it like this, you know, a five page essay is actually going to turn an online reader off, because you have to catch their attention in three seconds. Like that is the time span now. So what we were taught in AP English is the opposite of what an online reader actually is looking for. (laughs) They're not, you know, you're going to get an A for a long drawn out paper. And that is just not the real world of online content. It couldn't be more further from reality because you need to learn how to write brief, catchy, engaging content to pull in that reader and then make sales happen, make engagement happen. So it's almost like an alternate reality is still happening in our universities where, you know, I can't hire people and we're on that side where we are paying 30,000 every two weeks to the people we hire. So. I have to tell them the harsh truth. <laughs> and it is not, it's not easy, but that is the world that we're in in this digital space. Like, if you don't know how to write for this specific online market, you can't even, like, it's really hard to get a job and keep it in the digital sphere. This is like mic drop stuff already. I mean, we haven't even <laughs> got to Dr. I. We didn't grow up that way, right, Chris? We're a little bit older, right? We could probably be, uh, Julia's uh, parents, right? But we won't we won't go there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Speak yeah, for so, yourself, Jim. I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm, I'm getting up there in, in age. But let's let's hear let's hear from uh, Doctor I a little bit about uh, about her story and where she got there. Because now, mind you, folks, we you heard what I just called her, right? Doctor I. She has a PhD in higher education, and so for her to be writing this book. With Julia says something. So, Dr. I, the floor is yours. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, uh, Chris and Jim, for having us on the show. Really honored. I would want to follow up before I share my story. I want to follow up on what Julia mentioned because I do work with those college age, high school age students. I'm actually working with a group of high school students 
a group of college age students right now, they have absolutely no idea how to draft for social media, like draft content for social media at all. And when I was reviewing their content, it's like a paragraph, like a paragraph, another paragraph, like long sentences. And nobody talks like that, right? Like, uh, like on social media, nobody, nobody talks like that. And you said that, like, for me, I did get my PhD from University of Maryland. And after I got my degree, I realized that if I needed to embrace the online space, I had to unlearn so much. And one thing that I had to unlearn was writing for an online audience. And I learned from Julia, from some other online creators. I was like, wow, I wish I learned that when I was a student. So that's something I want to follow up based on what Julia mentioned. So here's my story. I grew up in China, a first-generation immigrant. And uh, I came to the U.S. because I hated Chinese education system. It was only about regurgitating, memorization, public humiliation, like very intense pressure to compete. And uh, I did really well throughout my K-12. I was like a really good student. But internally, I was paralyzed. I hated my life. I hated my parents. I hated my friends. I hated my school. There's so much anger and hatred in me that I developed a really bad uh, eating disorder for three years while I was a high school student. So that really inspired me to go to a different country to explore how other people actually learn. And I discovered that if you come to the U.S. to study, people actually pay you a scholarship which was amazing to me at the time. I was like, wow, that is so cool. I never heard of it. So I came to the US, I got my master from Syracuse and I got my PhD from the University of Maryland and started teaching. And what I started to notice a few years into my teaching career was that, wow, the US education system has many issues that I was dealing with when I was a kid in China. I started to see like patterns and parallels and uh, to make a long story short, and finally, I, I came to this point, I asked myself, am I just like part of the problem to continue to perpetuate this broken education model? Or do I want to be part of the solution to create a new model? And um, as a crazy person as I am, so I decided to choose the second option. So that's how I kind of resigned from my associate professor position and started building a classroom without walls where we really work hard to teach our students what schools are not teaching them to become future ready and career ready. And I have so much data, so many examples to back up the broken education model. And I see that in my students all the time. Julia talked about how students they don't know how to write online. Uh, also, in my case, my background is in communication. And after students took so many communication courses, they had no idea how to communicate. That was another aha moment for me to realize, wow, learning in the head, learning from a book, it is so different from learning in real life. Unless you know how to apply everything here, and translate that into real life, you haven't learned anything. But most teachers are doing what they know they need to do to perpetuate this broken model. 
So I'm so proud of myself. I feel so honored to partner up with Julia. You know, she's a, a college dropout. I'm a professor dropout to work on this book to show other people an alternative where they can have more impact income in life. That's amazing. And I, and I think when you go to school, when you go to university, when you, when you work for that degree and you want to get into the tech space or you want to get into writing social media, everything changes. Every every second, every minute, and of course, you know, I, I'd like to consider myself a lifelong learner. I know Jim feels the same way. You probably feel the same way. And if you're if you're wanting to learn stuff about tech, wanting to learn stuff about social media, you have to every day. There's something new to learn, and so getting a degree is only just sort of like a, a stop in the road. Necessarily, you have to continue to learn. So, how do you work with uh, work with you know someone to to help them unlearn that that whole concept and that they need to get these accreditations in order to get those those types of jobs? Julia or Doctor I, I'd love to to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I can share some quick examples and I'll let Julia talk. I mean, just like what I learned, what I noticed that the younger the kid, the easier it is to unlearn to un, uh, rewire their brain. The older they are, the more damage that you have to undo. And that's something I, I noticed. I'm just like some studies. And this one study was con- uh, conducted by NASA. So they wanted to study creativity. So what they de- discovered is that they asked kids, you know, how many ways can you think of using a paper clip? So for the four years old, five years old age group, they generated hundreds of ideas. So they scored 98% in terms of creativity. So they're like genius level. Five years later, they asked the same group of people and the number dropped from 98% to 50%. It's like half. And another five years later, as they become older, you know, professionals working, graduate from college, the number dropped to 2%. So what happened between 98% to 2% is because they become more educated which is pretty sad. Think about how much time, how much money that will invest in the kid. And then now you're telling them this is actually hurting you as opposed to really help you. So the older you are, at least based on my observation, the longer it takes to unlearn that process. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. <clears throat> and you know, it's it's interesting. And this is one reason I love that I was able to pair up with Dr. I on this project is I have this perspective of hiring and firing for 10 years. You know, we've had to tell people the brutal truth, whether they liked it or we liked it, because it was a paying client that was either going to stay or leave. And then Dr. Eyes has the education perspective of living in the classroom and seeing the issues firsthand. And, you know, what we see, I hate to say, is a lot of times the more degrees, the more entitlement and the less willingness to learn new things. And we actually have people that tell us they've attached their diploma as a PDF and they're like, well, I have this master's degree. So I don't need to take your, you know, and we've built like free training inside of our writing team. We've made it so accessible. Like that was one of our goals. We're like three years ago where we decided to start assigning our senior editor to new writers, like everything we could possibly do to help these people really get a chance once they were in our team to stay in our team because we have some highly paid writers. And what we saw is people with more degrees were so unwilling to learn. 
And it was just like the entitlement thing attached to that piece of paper that to us meant absolutely nothing because that piece of paper didn't mean skills. All we want to see, and that is literally our interview process, how well can you write? Show us, write something. And if people try to stop me, yeah. And they're like, well, I have all these degrees. I don't need to do that. Like, yes, you do. We can't hire you other other than seeing your actual skills. So that's, you know, that's the harsh truth being in the employment world where we're hiring people based on their skills. And the good news, the good side of all of that is, you know, especially I think for parents that hear this and see Dr. I and I that are out here trying to make a difference, you know, busting our fingers off to launch this book earlier than we planned on is, you know, if you give this book to a kid that is thinking about digital skills, not necessarily, you can't be a heart surgeon and read this book. Like, sorry, you have to get that degree. But if you're thinking about being a social media manager, being a content marketing specialist, a content strategist, a freelance writer, that list goes on and on and on. And in fact, we have over 50 things you can do in the book. I think it's in chapter 3. 50 different positions you can do without a degree, just learning a skill. So the good thing is that, you know, we now have this book available and it is a tool. Like everyone watching, use it, share it. Because inside, like we have given the keys to the castle on how to build a skill set that will make you money. So this is your fourth book, right? Julia, yeah. is, am I right? Okay. But it's this one's different. You have uh, like when I when I got to the point where I saw the amount of contributors for this book, yeah. I was absolutely floored, not only by the the quantity, but the quality. Can you talk a, a little bit and kind of let people know just, you know, the, the contributions uh, of and the names of some of these, please name drop galore because it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be very easy uh, to do. I'd love, to, I'd love to hear about how you, how you got so many great people to, to be able to be a part of this. Yes. Yes. So we saw that this started to become, um, I think Dr. I, you put it best. What is the phrase you use? A movement? Yes, we really see this as a movement. Yeah. Yes. So we saw that begin to happen as we started. Um, we built this website, savethetuition.com. It ranks number one for the keywords, skip the degree, and all of that, you know, super nerdy content stuff that I just love. But whenever we started building all of these content pieces around the book and we started talking about it and we started asking for stories, we got more than we could handle, we actually had to restructure how we were going to publish the stories. And now they all live on the website, savethetuition.com. And we have a short summary of each story in the book. But um, entrepreneurs began to see this and some pretty big names were cheering us on. Seth Godin was one of those people. And I have Dr. I to thank for that because she invited him on her show. And that's how he learned about us. And he thanked us for our leadership. And our contribution to society. And I was like, okay, my career's done. Sign off now. Just Seth Godin thanked us. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Neil Patel um, contribute something. And he was like, you know, the biggest waste of time, I think he said, was college. I remember this. Uh, he said that the biggest regret in my life is mm-hmm. going to college. It's so fascinating to, to see that how so many of those very successful like gurus, like experts, they all share a very similar perspective on education, right? I see if we told them to say this, but all of the, almost all of those people are like either 
I didn't go to college or my college education, my formal education didn't really help me. I remember Josiah's story, Julia, right? Mm -hmm. When I interviewed him, he said that I'm really thankful for my lack of education. He has only an eighth grade education. And he's a multimillionaire. That's Josiah Town. He's like a small town hero. He's never been really published before. So we got some incredible stories in this book where it was just like, once we put the word out to our networks and we said, we're looking for self-started experts who have a perspective on um, the fact that you can save the tuition, you can skip college and still be an incredible success, if not be more successful than the people with the doctorates. You know, people were all in on that mission. You know, one of the things too that you bring up, right? And I even think to the past, I think of Bill Gates and Steve Mm -hmm. Jobs and Michael Dell. None of them finished college. And they've done okay. Think, I think we all said they've done okay, but it's it's just that whole thing of like our society. It seems like, and I, I don't know if I would say it's even now more so has put this, like you said, like you know, I I got a master's degree when I was in the military. The government has started to require certain degrees for people to get you know promoted to other things, but really it comes down to your skill and does that mm-hmm. it doesn't always equate. And you know, I used to be told that the reason. What the degree supposedly showed, and so it's fascinating what you said earlier about these people saying, I don't need to do that, was that you were teachable by being able to get a degree. But when you went to whatever company you worked for, and Chris, I don't know if this is what you faced when you were with Sony, is they were going to train you the way they wanted you to work. And so that used to be the argument for why you needed the degree. But, you know, I think all of us here, you know, I, right, we taught ourselves how to live stream how to use social media. We didn't go to school for it. And so I think um, like even my daughter, even though she's working on a bachelor's degree and will be done with it soon, she's learning coding on the side because that's what she wants to do is code. And that's not a degree program. Totally. I mean, nowadays there are so many alternative ways for people to learn that are cheaper and more effective. I think the biggest difference is that you are actually learning from people who are practicing this on a daily basis. Like one of like my biggest aha moment as a college professor was realizing that I was only teaching my students theories. I wanted to teach them the practical aspect of things, but I didn't have any. And uh, there are many, many, many professors like myself. And in fact, every time when I made an argument about the broken education model, I got bullied, I got hated all the time. I think so many people, they are just in denial. They don't want to see this. They don't want to embrace this show me economy. Hey, don't just tell me on a piece of paper, but actually show me the skills that you have to do the job. So I think that trend is going to become stronger and stronger. And those people who refuse to see this, I think they will be, you know, either you disrupt or be disrupted. I'm curious as to how often you guys are involved in the conversation regarding finances, because when you so often when you, you, you listen to podcasts or you see shows or whatever, and it's talking about getting out of debt and and all of the debt that you get, obviously, from student loans and, and all of that stuff. And there's so many stories of people that get out of and, and get their degrees. And either they, they can't get the job that they thought that they were going to get when they did get the, the degree. But not, not only that, it, they have all of this debt. And for years, uh, they're just having to... They're in trouble, right? And so 
that stress and that anxiety and all of that stuff that's wrapped into that can really sort of, you know, bring your creativity as a person uh, and your potential as a person down. How often do you guys have those those types of conversation? Is that woven into uh, to what you're doing? I think the, you know, the statistic you named, Chris, about the depression that follows debt and kind of like being strangled and trapped in that. You know, Dr. I, you have some statistics. Chapter one of our book, by the way, is like all data on that point. <laughs> it's like why um, higher ed can sometimes be a trap that just sucks you in and takes away your life mentally. There's a whole side of school. Uh, we, we've named it. Dr. I has brought in the studies and there's a phenomenon called the super chicken. You know, where we're bred to be the top of the average. And that best student actually has the worst um, mental happiness rate. Like they are the most clinically depressed. And so that student that looks really good from the outside is actually suffering internally. And Dr. I, I should give you the floor because you wrote that chapter. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. So in that chapter, we definitely talked about, you know, I actually, I just found this Forbes article. I don't know if I can share my screen. And, uh, and like, on top of the student loan and like lots of debt and many people that I know in the 30s and 40s, they're still trying to pay it off. And on top of that, there was another uh, Gallup study. They surveyed 1 billion people and discovered that 85% of full-time workers hate their jobs, right? So we think about it. Wow. I just feel like tuition has increased 400 times over yeah. the last several decades. And think about the financial sacrifice that you make. Now, on top of that, you're earning this piece of paper you, you, you can't really apply. And then you end up working for a job that you hate. And so what Julia mentioned, the super chicken study is a very a very interesting study. So they have like two groups of chicken. One is the average. The other one is the, the super because they produce more eggs. They're more like, healthier, they do better. So what they did, a group of biologists, so they studied the chickens for six generations. So after six generations, the super one, which are like doing really well, producing more eggs, they ended up like attacking each other and killing each other. Only three, my friends, three survived. But the average one, they're all like, laying more eggs, they're healthier, they're stronger, they're growing muscles, they're happier. So the implication is really profound uh, in, in the workplace, in the education environment, where many of our children, right, like parents with their good intentions, we send our kids to a private school, the best school district, the best private school, only to discover that their children are actually having more mental health issues, the same as children grew up in poverty, in foster care and children who have parents in prison. The same. You really just like, like you just have to slap your face and ask yourself, what are we doing to the next generation? Uh, you know, I, my a couple of my friends and I have have joked, you know, in a, in a sense for ourselves that we couldn't get into the colleges we got in during the 80s with the grades we had then because now they wouldn't be good enough. I mean... When my two daughters, who are both, uh, you know, college age and and uh, been in college for for a few years, the competition, like you said, like everyone had to have not just a four zero, but they had to take AP classes, and then mm -hmm. they had to do all these extra things. 
just to get into state universities. These weren't even private schools. And there was so much stress on them to perform. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and then like you said, I mean, when I went to Old Dominion, it was $1,000 a semester. They obviously didn't get the memo about it shouldn't go up more than inflation. Because like you said, it's probably six times that, if not more. And what really changed? It wasn't like we got these better, brighter uh, you know, professors. They're the same professors, probably some that were teaching when I was there. And so I also saw, I think I, you might have posted this on LinkedIn, is the whole structure itself, the higher education system itself is in a lot of trouble because they've created this like machine where all this money is being pumped in. But now people are waking up because of things like what you and Julia are doing. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? So there was uh, an education futurist and he's actually from Harvard University. Like two years ago, this was before COVID and he made a big prediction, which is 50% of American colleges and universities are going to go bankrupt in the next 10 years. That is half. And I see that last year during COVID, some of my friends who are tenured, like professors, they just like lost their jobs because their school, because they refuse to see the reality, they don't want to innovate, they are being disrupted. So teachers are losing their jobs. So Julia and I would joke, there could there should be another book, you know, like how to leverage your skills to start a business for p- teachers because a lot more of them are going to lose their jobs. So there are lots of like disruptions and COVID has definitely accelerated that. So I think the big name schools like Harvard, Stanford, they are going to be okay for sure. But the smaller ones, they absolutely will be struggling. Absolutely will be. They are struggling now, but they are going to continue to struggle and unless they make some fundamental changes. They invite more practitioners like all of you, you know, Julia, Chris, and Jim to teach in the classroom. But right now, the way that the school is institutionalized prevent people who have no degree from entering the classroom. So only like PhDs, master degrees are allowed to be teachers. If we continue that pattern, we'll continue to widen the gap between what is happening inside the classroom and what people really need to learn in real life. We had a comment from Lori uh, Geneva. She's here in the Atlanta area and works with students that are, you know, parents that are trying to figure out, should my kid go to college? Talked mm-hmm. about like what you said, right? Everyone's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. And then it's like they go start school and they find like, no, I don't. And they've spent all this money. But even right now with people going to school virtually, they're not getting a break on the tuition. The schools are still charging the full bill. Jim, they're charging more. Wow. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I guess one question that I've got is, you know, um, I've worked for fairly large companies uh, over over the years and and you know when when and have been in management positions and and have uh, you know poured through resumes and uh, you know LinkedIn profiles uh, you know for for hiring you know and there's all kinds of criteria that have to be met for certain positions how uh, what's the discussion around working with these businesses and Kind of changing that mindset on their ends because if if that's not ha- if if they're hiring the people that only have certain levels and masters and and all of this and they're not looking at it, that someone that may be absolutely highly qualified without a degree they're not even going to sniff that person because they don't meet those criteria and certain businesses and I you know it's still obviously it, it's still out there right so what's the discussion around 
sort of education uh, at the business level, at, at you know, in corporations and whatnot, and, and sort of uh, loosening up their, uh, their accreditations and, and actually speaking to people who are talented? So, yeah, that's a really, really good question. I, you know, I, Dr. I shared a really good prediction, and that's where I would go with businesses, is I think it's going to happen so fast. I think... Like what we're just seeing in the last year between Google and other big giant tech companies just following their lead, Google now has completely taken away the requirement of degrees. And instead, they're suggesting you take their certification program. And it's funny because like I have that same model at Express Writers. You know, we have programs built to teach you everything you need to know to become this highly paid content creator. And if we have someone who's just completely at a loss, their degree did not prepare them for this world of content marketing, you know, we tell them go take that certification program and come back. And 100% of the time, when someone does that, we can hire them. It's crazy. So, you know, the same model, like that model is brilliant. Google has adopted and other big tech companies are following their lead. And I really think it'll only be a matter of time before that degree becomes more and more completely unimportant. And now we have people like um, he used to be the world's richest man. I don't think he is anymore because he invested in crypto, which wasn't <laughs> smart. Um, like a third of his stock. Uh, but Elon Musk, you know, is he is a huge proponent of this. He says, you don't even need a GED to work at Tesla. So he has put that out there. And so big giant influencers like that you know, I think businesses are going to start following that lead the more and more this is being said. And now like, that's why, again, we launched a book, not to plug it too much, but this book is the tool that you need to literally teach yourself a skill from A to Z. That's the subtitle, How to Teach Yourself a Digital Skill Set. And I think more and more, you know, the more this book is picked up, the more certification programs, which if you think about it, like a $1,000 course versus a $40,000 marketing degree that may already be outdated before you even take it. Like it's a no-brainer when you see it from the finances perspective. And I really think, Chris, it'll be a matter of time before businesses go, hmm, I think we need to start prioritizing skills. Yeah, because there's good people that are getting hired by other companies that have open eyes like that, that that Google's doing. And those, those, you know, Google is, they're getting better because of it. And so their competition or, or other companies are going, you know, that person didn't even have, you know, XYZ degree or accreditations didn't matter. Yes. So I, I think, I think some losses on their end might, might open some eyes and loosen up some things. Very true. But yeah. So, you know, in the book, I think when you, when you talked about there's, there's 50 things that you put in that book. That uh, you know, it's almost—is it, uh, it like a like a step-by-step sort of almost course, if you will, inside of the book for for someone to be able to to get on their way? Yes, yes. So after Doctor I's chapter on the data, which is so mind-blowing and eye-opening, the next few chapters are a four-step pathway, and um, you reference the fifty. That's how many positions we have, job positions that are current, like right now, that you can jump into once you build the skill set and prove it. Um, so it's amazing, you know, the opportunities. I think like that's what we want you to take away. Don't be depressed. Don't walk away from this feeling, oh, I have this degree and it's worthless. No, realize like there's so much opportunity and all you need is maybe a few weeks to learn a skill and you can be off to a six figure year. Like that is actually 
possible in 2021. So this four-step pathway, um, I created it over the last, gosh, 10 years. And I've been teaching it internally. And we just put it in the book. Like there's no gate. You don't have to buy something or enter a you know lead magnet to get it first. So in the book, it's four L's. Um, find out what you love doing. Learn everything you can about it. Labor. Like just get your hands dirty. Start to work in it. And then level up. Charge more. And increase what you do. Get known more. So that's what we teach in this book. And it's it's really simple. It's like, you know, it's it couldn't be more simple, but yet it's proven it will work. Yeah. I you know what my favorite L is? And you're you're probably you're probably going to be like, you know, love or you know, it's actually labor. <laughs> and you know, oh, I, I, you know, I think uh, you know a lot of people they look for these uh, these quick fixes, right? They mm-hmm. they you know they'll they'll click on the shiny object that says that they're going to get a million dollars in three months if they do this, right? And then they click and it feeds some algorithm, and so we see all that stuff all the time. Yeah. But there is work, there is work involved in this, and yes. um, that's that's important, I think, for people to hear. It's it's like if but if you're doing what you love, which is obviously one of these L's. Makes it it makes it easier for you to do the work. You got to put it in, right? But if you love to do it, it makes it makes things a lot easier for you. So true. We've got a question from uh, Alberta that you might be able to answer because I think you've really, in a sense, done this. He says, "Any advice for someone who is teaching online, and can they create an online academy for content creators? Mm. Do you think that's something uh, that makes sense, or what? What would be your advice on that?" Yes, yes. Well, um, content marketing is an industry that's worth over, I think, $410 billion. So like the spend going on in content right now is just it's wild. And what's happening in hiring is that a lot of the outside um, skill sets like advertising, knowing how to set up a Facebook ad campaign, all of that is is um, transitionary. But the thing that never goes away is learning how to write content that works. For all of those platforms. So like, I would say we need more teachers. But just um, my word of advice would be, I'll be sure to be a practitioner first. And if you do, like if you have proven experience, I've been able to, you know, rank in the top three of Google with my SEO writing skills or something that proves or a successful ad campaign, something that proves what you're teaching. That's where to come from. Because then you'll be taken seriously. Because Just as Chris was saying, there's... A million fly-by-night coaches, I hate to say, the coaching industry is so oversaturated. And there's not many proven coaches. A lot of them are just trying to make money. So if you're, you know, really examine where you're coming from and make it about the greater goal, be a practitioner first, make my, um, have making money a secondary goal to your purpose, and you'll actually make more money. And Maya Angelo said that, not me. Yeah, Julia gives uh, such a great answer. And I, I so agree, be a practitioner first. I mean, even though my degree was in communication PR and I learned so much about social media from all the books, but the day when I started my own business, I was like, holy cow, I had no idea how to apply anything I learned. So it is really through practicing that I actually started to understand what I was learning from the books. So I love that. I think all the teachers should follow this. Be a practitioner first. 
um, be a teacher second. So I really, really love that. I also want to add another point when Julia was talking about Google. And actually, besides Google, there are 20 plus companies no longer require a college degree. And like IBM, Apple, like there are just so many, the numbers are just like increasing. So yeah. What would your advice be to those that are I guess kind of struggling. Like, what do I do next? Is it is it too light? Like, you know, and I know like my friend Lori here deals with folks that are are in those shoes. And then tell us a little bit about like how people can get follow you and get involved with what you're doing with the classroom without walls. First, check out our book. (laughs) (laughs) I think we haven't plugged enough. And second, uh, really is I, I think stop believing that college is the only path to career and life success. And so many people are so fixated on that idea. Every time when I made a post on LinkedIn, I always got so those people who got so mad about it when I say that college is no longer the golden ticket to career and life success. There are so many alternatives, but people refuse, especially parents, think mm-hmm. lots of goal involved. They refuse to see alternatives. So my first, my biggest recommendation to parents and even young children like high schoolers watching this right now is to really re-exam this common belief that after high school, you have to go to college and college is the only way to make it in life. And that is totally wrong. So start from there. Once you, you, you start to cultivate a more open mindset, you will start to see different alternatives. People are actually doing better as a result of the different path that they have taken. So for people to connect with me, I'm really active on LinkedIn and they can check me out on my website, classroomwithoutwars.ai and uh, or join my live streaming shows. I'm, I'm actually interviewing quite a few people we featured in the book on my live streaming show. So Wednesday focuses on social media marketing and business. Friday focuses on education. Yes. So you can learn more about me at contenthacker.com. That's uh, where I teach. I blog. Everything I know about content marketing, I teach it to others. I want to pass that on because that skill set is number one, so lucrative and number two, so needed in this world. We just were, we're, we're in a surplus of content and a lack of good content creators. Um, and then I sell writing as a service at expresswriters.com where we, uh, we, we're so blessed to be able to provide almost a hundred jobs. Um, one of my favorite things to do is hiring and working with super talented writers. Um, so contenthacker.com, expresswriters.com. And you can follow me at Twitter, Julia E. McCoy and YouTube, Julia McCoy. I'm YouTubing a little bit more this year. Um, so there'll be f- some fun stuff there. And then Instagram at Fem Entrepreneur. And, you know, those are the three platforms I try to stick to. I know there's so many FOMO, but JOMO is the acronym I love, which is joy of missing out. So, <laughs> uh, so the book is, and we it, like, listen, everyone who has hung out for as long as they have, and we've had the value that you guys have brought. If, if someone's coming to Amazon and they're, they're here to buy, right? They're here and they're looking for value. I can't think of a bigger value on this platform than the tens and the hundreds of thousands of dollars you would spend for tuition for a degree that you may not need. And so... Get this book. It's called Skip the Degree, Save the Tuition. 
The value on it is is amazing. Julia, Dr. I, this has been awesome and best guests ever. Uh, best book ever. Thank you so much for all of the time that you guys spent. And I just, I love how passionate you both are about all of this in general, but the book in particular, because I, so it just says to me just how much effort that was, was put into this. And, and it's, uh, it's so amazing to see the amount of, of joy that you guys have with it. It's, it was, it's been great. So thank you. We could talk about it day and night. Okay, let's just go for another couple hours. (laughs) Dr. I, Julia, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, everyone, that uh, if if you're not following us, make sure to give us a follow so you know when we have amazing guests like these two ladies. Uh, Once again, uh, happy Women's History Month to all the ladies out there. You know, me being the father of uh, two daughters and a stepdaughter, I'm definitely uh, a fan of seeing women uh, continue to excel and succeed. And we have two of those people sitting here with us today. Thank you, John and Chris. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gears.